and here's why it's so frustrating because you know I, I often refer to sleep as the gravel mountain that I've been climbing and, and keep slipping. Mm-hmm. Is I know that sleep is the one thing that I could do that's going to make everything else easier for me, and the one thing when I screw up makes everything else harder for me. ADHD Rewired episode two hundred and sixty-two. This is the podcast for those of us with really good intentions and a slightly wandering attention. I'm Eric Tivers. I'm a licensed clinical social worker by training and a coach by design. I'm your host and I have ADHD. ADHD Rewired is more than just a podcast. We are a community. We are wired for connection and you are not alone. Go to ADHDrewired.com to learn how you can join us in our free secret Facebook group. Get additional resources for every episode, including links to any resources we mentioned on today's show. You can support us on Patreon, sign up for our email newsletter, you can request podcast postcards to distribute to your clients and support groups, and you can learn all about our intensive online video-based coaching and accountability groups. You can do all of this at our website, ADHDrewired.com. We know that starting is the hardest part, so let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of ADHD Rewired. We have a little bit of a different episode today. Well, I have, you know, Brendan Mahan is on and he's not different. I mean, well, that's up for... I am. <laughs> but in the sense <laughs> that this isn't so much of me interviewing Brendan. This is a conversation that we're just going to be having uh, around sleep. Um, in our last live Q&A, we ended with uh, talking about sleep. And I shared that my... Uh, since. Uh, the very start of the new year, uh, that my sleep has been better than it's ever been before. And now we are here at uh, February 28th. And uh, and so we talked about that like two weeks ago, Brendan. And I got to tell you, like <laughs> these two weeks, like, so there, I think I had two days, uh, one uh, in the last two weeks each where I slipped a little bit and then I was like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta get back on track. I'm talking to Brendan on the, after the podcast <laughs> on this. And, uh, th- this week, man, I, I was smoking. I got last, uh, so the last three days. So I use a uh, sleep cycle for a, uh, my, my sleep tracking. And I had a, a, a 99% sleep nice. score and 94% sleep score. And then last night was a night. I was a 81% sleep score. So I think anything over 80, I'm rocking it. Good. Yeah. And I, um, I've gone the opposite direction as you, kind of, sort of. What? Because right? you know, I I've always I like envied your sleep. Like, like you, like yeah. I message you at like nine. You're you're out. You're like, nope. You're, I am not talking to anybody <laughs> at nine o'clock unless it's an emergency. We're done. But um, but I've had a. I don't know that a perfect storm is necessary. I'm, I might not have to go that far, but there have been a number of changes uh, in my sort of weekly schedule not Mm -hmm. really my daily schedule my weekly schedule none of which has to do with me becoming a principal by the way um but it's been all sort of external forces that have kind of combined to make my sleep go off the rails a little bit and i am in the process of fixing that do you want to share any of those yeah so we um as you know my wife is my sleep anchor Mm -hmm. right so if i go to bed with my wife i'm good Typically, I fall asleep relatively quickly, sometimes before she falls asleep. Sometimes maybe I'm up for like 15, 20 minutes after the light has been turned off, but not too bad. Um, My wife gets migraines chronically. So she gets a migraine every other day Mm. on average. Yeah. Um, 
She was up uh, Sunday night at like midnight, like dry heaving with a migraine. So it's that level of like, it's not always that bad. That was the worst one she's had in like a year or two, Mm -hmm. but that's not, it's not uncommon. That's probably every six months or so. Something along those lines happens. Um, The tricky part is when she takes her migraine, like the emergency rescue medication, Mm -hmm. it makes her tired. And so she's been in a little bit of a medication transition around her migraines. So she's been using the migraine emergency meds that make her tired a little more often. So she's been going to bed a little earlier than I can. Uh So you lost your anchor. Yeah, I lost my anchor a little bit. And to make matters worse, I know she's coming down with a migraine. I know she's trying to fall asleep. So I'm actually intentionally staying up a little bit later in order to give her time to fall asleep before I come to bed, which is further undermining the, my very solid slight cycle that I had going. And then, so that a big chunk of it is that. And, and then are you having to work extra hard too about being real quiet when you're coming into, um, no, I'm sort of naturally fairly quiet. I'm the guy who like walks into people's offices and classrooms and stuff and says hello and scares the crap out of them because they don't know I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I I make a point of being quiet, but I'm not activating any more extreme ninja skills than I already have. Um, (laughs) I remember when, uh, um, you know, for for listeners who who haven't been following uh, the show for a while, uh, my my wife and I, we actually sleep in separate bedrooms. Uh, Mm -hmm. We we both have just funky sleep stuff. My my wife's a very uh, light sleeper and my my wife needs her sleep. Um, (laughs) She doesn't get a uh, a full night's sleep. Um, You know. She's, uh, she's just more pleasant to be around when she gets a full night's sleep. I just, yeah. uh, so, um, so she's, yeah. And I, I even talked to her recently about like, well, what about having like an occasional sleepover? That could be fun. She's like, do you really want me to rage at you? Like if you wake <laughs> me up, I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, and you know, it's, 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 it's one of these things that this didn't even make it to the list about things that I, that with my sleep, but like sleep is something we do for our health and sharing a bed with somebody absolutely makes it harder to get good sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, sure. Maybe there are those people who like, can't sleep without the other person, but like how many, how often is that getting interrupted? I don't know. I don't, I don't use a, like a sleep recorder device. I just sleep and wake up and I know if it was good or not. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, well, aren't you special there, Brandon? Man? I'm either tired or I'm not. <laughs> um, and, uh, so yeah, so that's one element of disruption. A second element of disruption is my wife is now doing what's called the pre-practicum, which is kind of like an internship within the company she works for. Mm-hmm. And so the company she works for is in Framingham, Mass., which is like half an hour from us. The internship thing is in Cambridge, Massachusetts, which okay. is like significantly further away. If traffic was not an issue, it would be like a half an hour again, so like an hour away. But then there's traffic, so it's maybe an hour and a half. Um, and that means that she now has to wake up at five in the morning to navigate that commute and make that happen, mm. which means she has to go to bed earlier and like to sleep. Like she's trying to go to sleep at nine. We used to go to bed at nine. Mm. So that's messing stuff up. Are you able to, uh, to shift your schedule a bit so you can do that with her? A little bit. Yeah. The, the further confounding factor there's a lot of them um, is my kids are now 10. And so their sort of natural time to go to bed is getting later. So 
bedtime is now really like eight thirty. We're like, all right, get to bed. Okay. And it used to be eight o'clock. So we just lost it. So we, my wife and I used to have roughly eight o'clock to nine o'clock to kind of hang out and watch a TV show or talk or whatever. And then nine to nine thirty or 10 for in bed reading, going to sleep sort of a thing. So we had like a two hour window. Okay. Now we have like a half an hour <laughs> to do all of the things. So it, that's playing a role too. Um, and I'm back to the dojo. So I sometimes don't get home till nine just because I've been mm. getting punched and kicked. <laughs> so your, your sleep is taking a little bit of a turn for the worse. Yeah. My sleep is taking a turn for the better. Yeah. So what are you doing? So um, what I want to start with is actually, I want to see if I can uh, share something out with you. And uh, so at the beginning of uh, beginning of the year, or actually before the year started, I, uh, I made a big mind map, which is something that I do every year for my goals uh, for the year. And uh, one of my goals had to do with sleep. And I actually want to show you exactly how I worded uh, something here. So let me see if I can show you. I'm playing with new uh, new camera tools, and I haven't quite mastered the uh, the software yet. Um, <laughs> of course, I'm doing this like as I'm streaming. Um, so we have here. Uh, this is my personal goals here, and I have here. This is the year I master my bedtime routine. This changed everything. So you notice that it's past tense, mm-hmm. right? So you know if. We think about it. If we keep saying to ourselves, I'm going to improve my sleep. I'm going to, you know, improve this or that. It's always kind of in the future, right? Mm-hmm. So my thought was if I focus on, all right, let me, let, let me get my brain sort of accustomed to this idea that this is something that actually happened. So this, I started, I, I wrote that in November of uh, 20, uh, 2018. So mm-hmm. I didn't even have to do anything for at least the first month. It was a, it was it was simmering, simmering. I just I just simmering. combined the word simmering and percolating, nice. uh, simmer and percolating, simmering. I actually like, I like it. it. Yeah, yeah. Should, someone should write that down. Um, hashtag simmering. Um, so I was doing that, and then. Um, uh, leading up to that, uh, I was having, um, and one of my other uh, uh, goals for this year was about having difficult conversations. And uh, one of the conversations that uh, I uh, was having with uh, with my wife um, was really, you know, Sarah, my wife is she's extraordinarily accepting of of my ADHD and of, of everything. She's she's not someone that. That says like, I love you, no change, right? It's, um, it's like, I accept you for who you are. And, mm-hmm. um, which I, you know, ironically, sometimes I, that, that can, is this sort of strange feeling sometimes, right? Like, wait, you, you actually accept me for who I am? That's, well, that's, that's lovely, right? It's, uh, mm-hmm. And at the same time, uh, I feel that, and this is what, what some of these conversations that we had around was, that, you know, I've been telling her, you know, my, my intentions are, you know, to, to leave work at a certain time and like, and, and I, and I hadn't been doing it. And I said to her, you know, I, I appreciate that you're accepting of my ADHD, but I don't want you to be so permissive of my, my BS behavior. Like, and like even things like if, um, that she's going to take uh, my son somewhere 
and she knows that that I my pattern is that I work late. And so she'd be like, no, you, you know, you, you don't have to join us. You can work. And I'm like, no, like, like, especially when it's like six or seven o'clock at night, my meds are wearing off. Like if the, if I, you're giving me the, the easy out of like, oh, I can do something that's less executive functioning. I'm going to take that even though like my better self doesn't want to be doing that. Like my better self wants to be joining my family for the things that, that we're going to be doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, I told her, like, I, I know I don't want her to be a nag to me. But I want her to like hold me accountable. Like, hey, you said that you were gonna be home. Like, what's up? Right. right? And so we had a we had a couple of really good productive conversations uh, around that because um, you know I think there's a fine line between accepting and sort of enabling. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. I I want I want it to be held to my better self versus the. I get it. You have ADHD. It's hard for you to transition at night. Like, well, no, don't worry about it. Like, no, like I want to be home more. Like I want to stop working. I have yeah. major brake failure in the evening. And so I just keep working because it's, you know, so yeah. um, one of the things that we've been doing strategically that is helping with this is uh, Sunday nights. We sit down for about 20, 30 minutes and we review my calendar together and I put in my calendar um, when I'm going to be home uh, each night. Um, and if there's any nights that I know that I'm not going to be home, um, I communicate that as well. And then for any nights that I said I'm going to be home at a certain time, if I know I'm not going to be home by that time, I am messaging her at that time to let her know as a sort of that accountability. Because um, I, I don't want it. Because in the past, like she just sort of let it go. I'm like, I don't want you to let it go. Like I'm not saying be mad at me, but like hold me to account. And when I talk right. about accountability, it's, you know, accountability is not like I'm going to make you do something or stand over you while you do it. It's just to bring an intention that you stated back to you and say, hey, right. you said you wanted to do this. What's up? Yeah, that um, that is connected to an element of sleep that is easy. Or I shouldn't say easy. That's connected to an element of my sleep habits. Okay. That makes my going to sleep easier, right? And it's around boundary setting. So my, and and some of this is sort of naturally occurring. So I'm the one who picks up my kids from school, Mm -hmm. which means three o'clock, I have to go to school and pick my kids up. And that for me is a signal of the beginning of the end of my day. So you you have a hard stop accountability, like your, your kids are waiting for you, right? Right. Yeah. And twice a week they they can stay until six because we do an aftercare program because I've got some clients and stuff, but still like my kids are like, when are you going to come and get us? We're going to come and get us really quick. Um, so I have that sort of external pressure, but I, I get them home and that doesn't mean my day stops. I have clients after I dr- pick them up and bring them home and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But, but it's a cue for me that like, all right, you're going to do this. And then five, five thirty, put the kibosh on the work stuff, unless there's some reason not to. So like I have a workshop that I have to go and present, or um, I have to send a proposal to Chad or something like if that's those things that are sort of, Oh, that reminds me. Extra bonus. Yeah. I do too. I think <laughs> I have it on my assignment list somewhere. So those kinds of things, but those are usually unique, right? My sort of humdrum day to day stuff. Mm-hmm. It's over. So, and that hard stop at, at about 5.30 um, means that I am now decompressing f- 
from all of that work, from all of that, did I finish it? Did I do it? Mm -hmm. Did I not do it? I might be writing stuff down. It's not uncommon for me to be jotting a note down at like nine o'clock at night. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that thing. I got to go write a note and Mm -hmm. put it. I have bright orange paper that I write my notes on. I put it on my table, but, um, but I think that that boundary help is part of what helps me decompress to be able to go to sleep. And if you're not, if your boundaries are not that mighty yeah, and the stress of the day is continuing and that's going to affect, cause I have three to four hours to decompress before I'm going to sleep. Yeah. And that really is important. That decompression time. Yeah. So, um, you know, as uh, when we started this, we said uh, that I I had share this list of twenty four uh, different things. Uh, so so far, I've shared three. So what we're going to okay. do is uh, we're going to take a, a quick break for the podcast here, and uh, you know, for the podcast listeners, we're actually streaming this right now on on Facebook. Um, but, so we're going to take a quick break for the podcast, and uh, we'll be right back and get to. Uh, the next one, which is, uh, man, there's, there's going to be some surprising things, I think, for some folks about some of the, some of the weird stuff I'm doing. Yeah. All right. So we'll be right back. Congratulations to all the members of ADHD Rewired's 15th season of coaching and accountability groups. I hope to see all of you in our alumni membership community. Our next season of coaching groups starts April 4th and we are full, but you can check the website to find out about joining our waitlist. If you want to be the first to know when you can register for our summer sessions, be sure to get on our email list at the website ADHDrewired.com. I'm only going to be offering two sessions again this summer. If you've never experienced the power of connecting with members of this amazing ADHD tribe, you're really not going to want to miss this. Start putting some money aside now. Taxes are due soon. You're welcome for the reminder. And hopefully you're going to be getting a refund. If you do, take that and reinvest in your growth. Invest in your future. Invest in connection with ADHD Rewired's online video-based coaching and accountability groups. 10 weeks of coaching, three days a week. This is so much more than just a coaching group. This is ADHD Rewired. We fuel productivity with connection. Learn more, get email notifications when registration dates are announced. Go to coachingrewired.com. That's coachingrewired.com. Don't miss our next small group strategy and coaching session for patrons only next Tuesday, March 26th at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. This is a perk that is still open to patrons who give $5 a month or more. This really is an insanely good perk if you are looking for some extra help. I know that coaching could be a big investment and it's one that not everyone can make. Our last three sessions, we only had four to six people. I can't guarantee that I'm going to continue to offer this at the $5 a month level indefinitely, but I definitely will for the next few months. Becoming a patron helps me help you. And when patrons join our monthly strategy and coaching session, if you join at the $5 a month level, I promise you, you're getting way more than what you're paying for. Thank you to all of our new and sustaining patrons. I know it may seem weird to consider paying for a podcast that you can get for free, but that is what I'm asking. 
If you feel supported, connected, and understood because of ADHD Rewired, if you believe in supporting an ADHD-owned small business, then all I'm asking you to do is to show your support by becoming a monthly patron over at ADHDrewired.com or just click the Patreon tab at the top of the page. Whether you give $1 or $100 a month, give an amount that makes sense to you. You know, I remember the very first time I made a contribution to my local NPR station when I was back in grad school. I didn't really believe them when they said I would actually feel good doing it, but I did. I still remember where I was when I did it. I may or may not have been driving, but I'm not recommending that. And I'm proud to say, though, that I'm still a proud member of my local NPR station. And becoming a patron is kind of like that. Go to ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon today. It only takes a couple minutes, and I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much, and I hope to see you next Tuesday at our strategy and coaching session. The website again, ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon. Yay, back. We're keeping that in. All right, let's... Uh, <laughs> so we were talking about sleep, and uh, so on January 1st uh, of this year, I, one of the things that my, one of my goals was to create, uh, was to have deeper connection this year and not just deeper connection with other people, which is part of it, but also deeper connection with, uh, with myself. Um, and so one of the, the, uh, the things that I was doing for that is I've been going to a meditation class, uh, twice a week, um, that I found through, uh, through meetup.com. Um, and if you're not familiar with meetup.com, it's a great site that you can find offline meetings online so um the the thing they had on january 1st it was this like goal setting um sort of meditation workshop now Mm -hmm. i've you know when i was in middle school i did journaling but really like i never considered myself a journaler um man i i actually still have my middle school like journal man was that some depressing stuff that i wrote holy cow I've got a buddy who is part of a program called I could just diary where (laughs) they do dramatic readings of their real actual middle school journals and high school journals and go deep into how tragic and overly emotive they are. Oh, but it is, it is that it is. Yes. I mean, even the titles of some of these, uh, uh, my favorite title was a thought of depression, (laughs) a thought of depression, of depression. (laughs) Yes. And nice. it's it's all downhill from there. So, anyways, um, it's not really a journaler. So, anyways, in this meditation, I didn't even know this was going to be part of like the, this this workshop. Um, I really wasn't exactly sure what it was going to be about, but it was like ten minutes from my house, and I'm like, all right, this is a meditation place. I'm going to go check this thing out. Uh, so I did, and um, we were given these these sort of journaling prompts during this workshop, and uh, so, you know, I, I went with it, and I kind of enjoyed it. And so th- that evening. Um, I, uh, I'm like, you know, I want to expand on some of that. So I, you know, I grabbed an old journal that, uh, you know, I probably started at a couple different times over the last 10 years. It was like entry number one, it was like 10 years ago. Then like the second one was like five years ago. And then like, you know, so a lot of us probably have journals like that. Yeah. Journals but, require consistency. Or, Ouch. you know, or it doesn't have to. You can just say, oh, well, like here's just like a right, cool hardcover book with paper. And so what if it has these huge gaps in it? <laughs> um, 
And then there was a bunch of pages of doodling, um, which was, there were some actually interesting doodles that I drew. So anyways, um, I started journaling uh, at night before bed. And could one of the, the, and this wasn't even like an on purpose thing. So I call this like an accidental habit mm-hmm. because I have been journaling, not every night, but I do try to do it every night. Um, because I knew that I needed to replace a very sort of toxic behavior in, uh, in my sleep uh, routine. And that was get the hell off my phone. Right. Mm-hmm. It is, I mean, that, that, that experience of being on your phone, mindlessly scrolling and having the thought I need to turn this off and just like continuously to mindly scroll like is so frustrating. Right. So I realized I needed to find replacement, like um, better forms of stimulation that mm-hmm. are going to actually help. And so the way they, when I talk about better forms of stimulation, you know, like I think probably all of us can relate. Like we want almost constant input and stimulation. Like our brain just, just craves it. Right. right. So, Two things occurred. So uh, I did this journaling and I, and I really enjoyed it. So I, I sort of just, you know, on a whim picked it up that, that evening and, uh, and I just, I really enjoyed it. And then uh, the other thing I did that evening, actually before the journaling was I took a, a warm shower with very dim lights. And that's, it's, it was one of those things that like was in my toolbox and I rarely use it. And I, and I always think and every time I do this, like this totally just chills me out. Like, cause it's, you, it's almost like you can't, you have to meditate in that space. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. you can't pick up a device, right? You're just like feeling the warm water. The lights are dim. It's just like, I love it. Right. So it's and just that re- light part is key, right? Einstein's third Edison's the worst. <laughs> right. So I've been dimming the lights. That's actually another thing. So, uh, with, with the lights is I, I purchased a, um, uh, a dimmer switch for my lamp that's at my bedside table and like mm-hmm. just that little thing has been huge it's been huge right yeah so so i've been journaling almost i don't know probably in, i tell myself almost every night it's probably like four nights out of the week um you know it's more more nights than not but it's it's really in the journaling itself i mean it's it's i'm not journaling for any particular reason other than just just to dump my thoughts out and I mm-hmm. also do it in a in a somewhat meditative way. So I found uh, so I found a pen that I really like these uh, these Frixon uh, pens. I just like the smoothness of of the writing of it. And I, I write in cursive, and I write I in, do it. and I write intentionally slowly. Yep, awesome. Right? And there's something about that that I just find so soothing, right? And what um, I'll can I unpack that? Yeah, let me just one I think thought. Something that, yeah, 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 sorry, sorry. And, and so um, when I start my the journal entry, um, I, I date it and I put the start time on there as well, so I know what time I'm like actually getting into bed and starting. Because it's really easy for that to be the last activity of, of my night. And then I I always finish my journal um, entry basically saying good night to my journal and then writing what time it was when I finished. Cool. I dig that. All right, unpack it. All right. It's a really small, brief unpack. Okay. You might even want to do this physically. Ready? Okay. Take your hand and pretend you're scrolling on your phone and feel what your finger is doing. And now pretend you're writing in cursive. It's like the same kind of gesture and kind of movement, 
except that you're going across the page instead of just down. So you're not just replacing the activity. You're replacing the physical component of scroll. I never thought about that. With cursive. That's, that's a pretty cool connection. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Mine kind of blown. Yeah. So kinesthetically, that's a component of why it's that's working. That's great. I love that. I, it's, that's really awesome. Um, Sometimes my brain does cool things. <laughs> I know, isn't it great when that happens? <laughs> um, so, and some of the other things with with journaling, you know, it's I'll be journaling on things that just sometimes I'm just most of my journal entries are just unpacking the day's events, like that's all mm-hmm. it is. All right. Sometimes I'm I'm unpacking the, like uh, hard conversations that I either had or want to have, um, and I probably have about four or five journal entries that I have that are very short, and the only thing that it says is. I'm too tired to journal tonight. Good night. Cool. That's it. Like I did that. And because it's like, I see the, the journals always at my bedside table and I'm like, I don't want to like get away from the habit. Like I have to be able to push through the, I don't want us. Cause I can, I know this is, is connecting to a really healthy part of the, the routine, the sequence of events that's leading to the better sleep. Um, so just by touching it, just by that one little sentence, it helps me like not get a, uh, it get too many days where where I get away from it. Nice. All right. Um, so I talked about the the dim lights, um, and I, I I've been thinking also about um, getting the uh, those hue lights. It's a pretty big investment though. Those they're like the, the internet connected lights that you can put making dim at a certain time. So it's try to automate that. Uh, people who right. I've talked to who have done that says it's awesome. Um, but like just I mean, on my first floor alone, that would be like 16 lights. And I think those lights are like $50 each. Wow. Okay. So I'm not quite ready to, to do that yet. Um, but um, I want to let me, let me uh, circle back to the meditation class. So I've been going okay. twice a week and then uh, there wasn't, I didn't even have this full intention to, to do it, but there's different teachers that, that go there. Now, you know that I I tend to be a little bit um, uh, allergic to the woo woo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. So okay, meditation so, classes can get woo. Oh, it's 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 woo woo as hell. So which is which I find myself so amused by just like you know in meditation you sort of observe yourself in the moment, mm-hmm. right? And right. so I am like the so there was this meditation that, that I went to. It was maybe second week in January. It was um, alchemy crystal bowls and gong bath. <laughs> and, and, <they're> on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> and okay, so the amount of, of mental focus it took for me to not like to start like breaking out like the church giggles like during this meditation. Okay, because they the I mean, okay. Now, all that being said, and every time I say alchemy crystal bowls and gong bath, I'm just like, like, what am I? It sounds like a Limp Biscuit album. (laughs) But here's, so here's what I'm discovering. So one, the gong bath is cool. Like the, it's the sound. I don't know. Something about it that just the resonation of, Mm -hmm. of intense vibration and sound. I don't know what it is, right? Like it's, but it's really cool. Um, I did that at the dojo a week ago. Yeah. Because my sensei is, he's got a lot of, there's a lot of musician stuff with him too. And, and martial arts and meditation and all that stuff. So we're doing Qigong. And he has this recording that just, 
it's a tone that very slowly changes. Okay. And so he was like, yeah. And he was talking about how it's a meditation and there's theoretically everybody has one tone that resonates with them and will get them and all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. he's talking and we're doing stuff. And all of a sudden I was like, Phil, I just need you to know, this is my tone and it's taking all of my cognitive effort to pay attention to you at all right now and not just space out and be zoned into a different place. Okay. So I get you. So now this past, uh, this past week, uh, or like two days ago, I went to a, um, it was a, a guided meditation, um, that included, uh, some crystal bowls, right? Mm-hmm. And during the, the, one of the, the crystal bowls that, and these things get really loud. I mean, it's amazing how loud these things can, can really get that. So I first hear it like the, the, when they strike the, the bowl and then they, whatever it is they do to keep the, 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 the sound continuing to reverberate by dragging something like, uh, like an, around the rim. Yeah, exactly. And it was just such the weirdest sensation. So once they started dragging it around the rim, it felt like I wasn't hearing it. It felt like it was a tone that was being generated in the back of my brain. Mm-hmm. And so I shared that with uh, the, the instructor and he says, well, that makes perfect sense. Cause that was the, uh, what do you say? Uh, the crown chakra. And I'm like, I can't believe I just said there was chakra on my podcast. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like, that's interesting. All right. And you know, I'm just someone who's a, who's very skeptical of all of this stuff, you know? And it's just like, but I also want to be open-minded. Right. And for no other thing that it's just like, it's cool. Like I'm not saying it's doing anything neurologically to me. Um, but I do know that I do better when I have sound, in meditation, like I always mm-hmm. have. Um, it just gives me something to point my attention to. But just that really weird sensation of going from where you can tell it's a sound coming from in front of you to the sound that feels like it's coming from with inside of you mm-hmm. was weird and cool. Now, now pretend that you're trying to stand on one foot with w- both of your hands above your head and you're supposed to move into another stance from there but you can't because there's a tone and all you want to do is just stand there dully and listen to it. <laughs> Cause we were moving from one, we were going through a Qigong form at the time. <laughs> okay. Oh, and, and isn't Qigong also like about energy? Is that? Yeah, but it's also really good for strengthening your ankles. Cause you're spend so much time on one foot transitioning oh, really? from one pose to another. Hmm. We, I mean, Phil talks about sort of energy stuff on occasion and, and key and all that stuff, but for the most part, I'm like, nah, balance. Um, although there are some pretty cool experiences that I've had where there's this one little bit where you theoretically you're supposed to be holding a ball of chi. Um, and it kind of feels like there's magnets in your palms. Causing I know exactly them to what you're talking about. I know exactly. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. I was at a Chad conference a couple of years ago and uh, I was with Casey Dixon and, and I forget who she was, she was presenting with. Um, she was talking about this and, and demonstrated this uh, idea where you clap your hands a couple of times. You can also do it by just like shaking your hands out pretty intensely and then just mm-hmm. holding your hands kind of near each other. And you could feel this like sort of push pull. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, this has been here my whole life and I never noticed it. And like, yeah. so, you know, it's, it's sort of like that anything that, to me that is sensory based is going to stimulate my brain and is going to sort mm-hmm. of, is going to uh, cue me in. Right. Right. So it's like, you know, we need things that get our attention. And if it's anything, if it's 
something that grabs our attention, right? You know, so so meditation has been a very helpful part of uh, my my sleep routine, and I've been really trying cool. to, especially Sunday nights, uh, the Sunday night class. It really helps me get that that uh, routine um, off on a good track. Mm-hmm. All right, um, sleepy time tea. That has been something that I've been using on and off for a long time. It's wonderful. Um, I forget there's what the ingredient is that's in sleepy time team that sleepy time tea that makes it sleepy. Do you remember? I don't know. Do you know? No. Someone probably on the, uh, on the Facebook stream will probably know. Um, anyways. So, but the, the key is I got to make sure I have it early enough. Otherwise it'll, I'll have to get up to pee in the middle of the night. And that kind of defeats the whole purpose. <laughs> Okay. Right. And I will also make a strong but small cup. Okay. Okay. So uh so that's been helping. So you're not drinking a lot of liquid, you're just having like right. super right. probably like a maybe six to eight ounces. Is it the chamomile that makes you tired? Um they do the chamomile, but it's there's something else in it uh that I don't I, I don't remember what it is. But sleepy okay. time tea, and they have like the extra sleepy time. Um, so yeah, it's it's lovely. It uh, it it makes me very like oh, okay, I'm ready for bed. Yeah, forever ago, I liked the grape kind. Grape? Yeah, there's like a grape flavor. It might like, be blueberry. Like Diamond head. Maybe it was blueberry. It tasted like like candy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it might. It was either grape or blueberry, but it tasted like it was liquid candy. And okay. I was like, this is delicious. And then I will be tired. But that was like probably 15 years ago. They might not even make it anymore. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah. So, that's part of my, my routine. And, I, and there's certain uh, cutoff times that I'm also very aware of. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I know that, that 8.30 is like, I have to be like, uh, the, the tea has to be, be seeping at 8.30. Right? I need to be mm-hmm. done with the tea by 9 o'clock. Like, and right. preferably earlier. Right? But like, no later than 9. Otherwise, I'm going to be peeing in another night. And how... How quickly does it hit you? By the, by the, when I'm done with the cup, I'm like, I'm ready to go okay. to bed. So I'm wondering if you're ready to go to bed when you're done with the cup, why does it matter what time you drink it? Like I would think. Cause it, I like need time for it. Right. Cause I need, I need the time for it to fully go through my body so I can pee. Okay. All right. So you're, if it's nine o'clock, then you're just. Cause, cause also, go we have, sleep. we need it's it called, 30, You can be up for a little bit. And right. then we're just, Cause we also need what's called sleep pressure. Right, we need that sleep pressure to really act as that motivator to do the things that we need to do to go get ready for bed. Right, because okay. if we're feeling like I'm feeling energized, like where's the energy? Where's the motivation to get ready for bed? Other than like, oh, my tomorrow self is going to regret this if I don't. Right, right. That that part of my brain, especially when meds have wore off, doesn't you know hasn't historically worked so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Um. Other things. Um. So it says sleepy time tea. Closing so your closet doors. Close it. Closing my closet doors. Yes. Um, you know, I open my closet doors in addition to the two rows of clothes um, on the floor. Like there is a laundry basket there. Most of my clothes make it near the laundry basket. Um, you know, so it's just like it's a lot of just visual stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're just something that's calming about not having to see that. Right. Cool. So I, I just I find that to be to be helpful. The blue blocker sunglasses. You know what these are? The, the yellow. 
I do. Yeah. And I wish I didn't have prescription because. Oh, so I have a pair because I, you know, I, I've only started wearing contacts again this year that are mm-hmm. big and you can wear over glasses. Okay. Okay. They and are, when do you start wearing them? Um, so they, I, ideally anytime within like an hour or two before bed, if you're going to be looking at any kind of screen. Mm-hmm. All right. So even if I'm like not, if I'm not on my phone, but I am going to like pick it up to like turn it into airplane mode or to set, uh, to put on a podcast, to fall asleep to, to set my sleep cycle app. Um, mm-hmm. I'll put it on for just to do that. Okay. All right. Um, so, and, and you know, it's, if, if nothing else, I find that those, those glasses are just like a, a physical reminder on your face that like, Hey, I'm doing this cause I want to get better sleep. Right. Right. Now there's sort of in this list, there's a piece that is being implied that's related to screens, okay. but it doesn't look like it's actually being said. Like I know for us, we have pretty good str- screen rules in my house. So there's no screens after six o'clock at night mm-hmm. unless they're being used as a tool. Okay. So like if it's for silly fun stuff, we don't use screens um, with the exception of like television. That's sort of the least worst option. Um, and even that it's only like the boys are going to bed. My wife and I might watch a sitcom and then we go to bed okay. or Friday night. We might see a movie, but otherwise phones, laptops, iPads, that kind of stuff. No, with the exception of it's being used as a tool. So like, oh, there's a storm coming. We need to know what the weather's going to be like tomorrow or, um, or my wife has some work to do or I have some work to do something like that. But typically we try to get all that stuff done earlier too. And it, it looks like you are doing that, but maybe not, you might not have hard and fast rules on it. You're just trying to avoid that stuff. Yeah. So I, you know, and part of this comes to part of what you were talking about earlier was with, with boundaries with, uh, so one of the things that I've been doing this year and I'm doing a pretty good job at it, um, is, you know, there's always going to be more work to do. Always, always, always mm-hmm. like the to-do list is it's never going to be done ever, you know, until I die, like the to-do list will never be done. Right. And so it's been walking away from work in the evening, knowing that like, yes, I is part of my brain. This is, I need to do this before I go. But I know that that's my tendency and I know I have some, you know, I've been really uh, confronting some pretty significant workaholic tendencies, right? And mm-hmm. I'm not just like loosely throwing that order on. I'm like truly like I know I need to stop working and you got to keep working. Like it's that is not even a little bit surprising for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, I guess you don't. You don't build what I've built with without having some workaholic tendencies, but no. I'm really working on this now. And one of the amazing things by creating these boundaries, you know, usually during somewhere between like, I don't know, two to three, three thirties, kind of my afternoon lull. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's usually the time where I kind of just, well, whatever, you know, I might not be getting that much stuff done. Um, but when I know that I have my hard stop here at my office, you know, between six thirty and seven, I know that I have to be productive at that time. And so it creates a sense of urgency. And so but by creating boundaries around my work time, it actually has allowed me to actually get more done, which is like weird. And nice. then because I'm getting more done with those boundaries, I'm sleeping better, which is allowing me to be more efficient and focused the next day. Cool. It's amazing how this stuff feeds on each other. God, you know, it's and it's. And here's why it's so frustrating because, you know, I, I often refer to sleep as my, the gravel mountain that I've been climbing and, and keep slipping, mm-hmm. you know, 
is I know that sleep is the one thing that I could do that's going to make everything else easier for me. And the one thing when I screw up makes everything else harder for me. Mm-hmm. Right. I know this. Man, do I know this? Yeah. And which is why it's so frustrating. It, why, you know, for years I'm talking about this on the podcast, how it's like my sleep has just been, I'm trying, I'm not doing right. Like, it's exciting that you're getting it under control. Yeah, though. So I'm That's on like two months in now and like, and I definitely think we're going to have to uh, come back to this again to keep that accountability piece. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I don't know. Yeah. I share now that my sleep is doing great with everybody. Now I can just let it go. Um, yeah. Don't do that. So <laughs> I also in my, in my coaching groups each week and in my, in the alumni uh, sessions, I'm, I've been sharing with them each week about my sleep and I, and I tell them, Hey, if I happen to uh, not mention my sleep, please ask me. Because if I don't mention it, there might be a reason why I'm not mentioning it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So using that accountability. So um, you mentioned sleepy time tea, right? Yep. And you also do, are you doing melatonin or? Yes. yes. I, want, I want to talk about supplements um, in just a sec. What I actually want to do is take a quick break uh, and then we come back and then we'll go through the uh, second, the, the third half of the list. <clears throat> Stealing a cool. line from car talk. I miss that show. anyways we will be right back adhd rewired is turning five this april and i just want to thank all of you for coming with me on this journey since april 2014 we've been downloaded over 1.7 million times and have been listened to in 122 countries many of which i've honestly have never heard of you've all been one of the strongest motivators a guy with adhd could ever ask for and to all my guests who have courageously and vulnerably shared their stories and expertise to help you find help and hope and to know that you are not alone. Thank you to all of you who have left reviews on Apple podcasts or recommended episodes on social media or shared the podcast with people, you know, I want to thank you too. This podcast has grown one episode and one listener at a time. And now I am asking specifically for your help. Forgive me for not remembering your name, but I am actually talking to you. I want you to think of someone you know in your life who either has ADHD or who you want to have a better understanding of ADHD. Who do you know in your life that works with people with ADHD? Maybe you have a coach or a therapist, or maybe you are a coach or a therapist. Maybe you are part of a monthly ADHD support group like Chad. You have the power to help me connect with more ears and more brains. If you regularly interact with real human beings in the flesh, let me send you some podcast postcards that you can share with your clients or other support group members. I have a quick form on my website just so you can let me know who you are and you can tell me your address and I'll send you some postcards by owl or by mail. Sorry, there's a Harry Potter reference. Go to ADHDrewired.com slash postcards and I'll send them to you right away. That's ADHDrewired.com slash postcards. And thanks. And we are back. All right, let's get uh, let's get on with uh, the things that have been helping my sleep. Yeah. So i I was gonna I was asking about uh, sort of supplement stuff because you've got sleepy time tea, yes, melatonin, yes. So I do take melatonin. Um, I, I'm, I've been taking it for years. Um, mm-hmm. Now i I know that there's been some you know. Um, maybe newer uh, data out there that suggests that maybe it's not the best thing to take on a long-term basis, but I've also seen this 
to say that there are some exceptions. ADHD, autism spectrum disorders may be exceptions to long-term use. Um, so I'm not saying, yes, go out and, and use it. I'm saying, maybe talk to your doctor, do your own research. I'm just sharing right now what I do for myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, there is one other thing that I use on a, a rare occasion, and it is a, it is a prescribed medication. It's uh, lorazepam. So um, when... So my psychiatrist prescribes this to me, and it's something he's he very cautiously prescribes uh, to me. So I would uh, historically I would use lorazepam after I had two or three just like really bad nights of sleep in a row. Because like what happens to me is you get like kind of loopy tired, but then you're also stimulated because you're so tired and like you just you know. So it's sort of like yeah. a reset for my sleep. Right? Okay. And then at the beginning of the year, I started. Uh, I'm like, all right, I, I got to get the sleep under control. So, um, and what I'm going to say right now, don't do. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Come on. My psychiatrist totally like he, I, I got, I got to talk to him. So, um, I told him like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing finally with my sleep. You know what I'm doing is on Sundays, I've been taking a lorazepam. And then if I have a bad night of sleep, any, uh, any, like, cuts me off. He's like, wait, you're just preventatively taking lorazepam. I was like, well, just to get like the, the, the week off on a good start. He's like, that is not what this is for. <laughs> and then you know, I'm like, well, how often are you taking? I'm like, twice a week tops. He's like, how often in a row? I'm like, I, I don't ever take it two days in a row. And he's like, every other? Like, maybe once. Like, I'm not going to prescribe it to you ever again if that's how you're going to take it. I'm like, Okay. Point taken. So after we did that, I stopped the uh, the Sunday preventative use of lorazepam. Um, All right, rock on. <laughs> uh, but if if I had a bad night's sleep the night before, or um, I had one of those days uh, where just my either like way higher stress than normal, or I kind of just know my I just feel very revved up, I'll take it. But I but I have a limit now of once uh, once a week. Mm-hmm. So because it's it is a highly addictive medication. Okay. Cool. Um, I know nothing about lorazepam except that it's a sleep medication. Yeah. And for me, it doesn't and, make me feel it, it doesn't make me feel groggy or, or drowsy when I wake up. Uh, and like almost every single time I take lorazepam, I get a kick-ass sleep score on, on sleep cycle. Rock on. So it doesn't just like put me out; it actually gives me like good quality sleep. Like I wake up feeling like refreshed. Cool. All right. Um, I, I mentioned before about it using accountability. Uh, one this conversation uh, sharing mm-hmm. with the with my coaching groups. Um, also we, we talked earlier about changing the forms of input, you know, so I talked about hot showers, uh, journaling. Um, one of the other things that I've been doing is, uh, changing what I'm listening to at night. Cause I, I love mm-hmm. news podcasts. Like I'm like, I'm a news junkie in that, but that is not, not calming or relaxing at the, at, at le- I mean, it's the worst, right? Uh, I listen to that stuff. Only in the afternoon. So, I, so I've been I, allowing myself to listen like to noon to three. Okay. So yeah, I, I've been allowing myself to listen to political podcasts on Fridays, Friday evenings. Like that's my mm-hmm. one exception. And, uh, and then also even just less podcasts in general. Um, my, my one big exception is um, uh, the sleep with me podcast with the, uh, with dear scooter. You're supposed to say ADHD essentials. I don't want to fall asleep listening to your podcast. Got I want you. to listen to your podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> um, and I do listen to your podcast. Um, so, okay. 
so that's uh, and I've also I recently um, how how does sleep with me go for you? It I, works. It I must. love. I freaking love it. Like I yeah. love his. It's so brilliant. Like it's so. It's certainly an acquired taste. Um, and he even like. I mean, the fact that his intros where he explains the podcast takes like eighteen minutes is amazing. Yep. Like it's. It, I mean, he it's tangents right out of the gate. Like it's it's just fantastic. It's it's like funny, but like not so funny that you're gonna like stay up. Right. It's, and you know, he uses his, what he calls his creaky dulcet tones, uh, (laughs) you know, mindless meanderings. Um, uh, I mean, it's just, I've listened to it a couple of times. Um, because Gavin went through a phase, Gavin, my son Mm -hmm. went through a phase where he was, he couldn't fall asleep because he would like have a song stuck in his head to the point of like crying in bed Uh, because the song is stuck in his head. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was trying, trying to come up with something. I was like, maybe this podcast will do it. And the two of us were like, I don't even know what to do with this. Like, this is so totally alien. Totally. totally. <laughs> oh no. It's, it's so awesome. I mean, I, I feel like, let me actually see if I can quickly, um, just to give listeners like, Oh, I happen to uh, have it right, right here. So let's, um, top of the feed chain. Yep. All right. Uh, that's, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcaster. I really believe you're important and that you deserve a good night's sleep. I'm really glad you're here. It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And here's a few of the ways we keep the show coming out. I'm going to fast forward a little bit here. Rubble with the cause. You're blocking the story. Only episodes. Exclusive on location. I I love when he tries to explain the podcast. It was a gentle, (laughs) like a part of this new gentle, uh, you say, well, I disagree with you or what you're saying. So I'm going to gently blow some air at you. It was just one of those personal fans. No mister, because that would be beyond balking. I mean, I guess that would be balking, but it, this is a gentle balking fan. Maybe that's where I went wrong. Uh, <laughs> but so, oh, so, but this is, you could listen. I'm not going to make a whole lot of sense, and it'll be meandering slow. I have these creaky dulcet tones. And that, yeah, so that's. Show a couple tracks. That's the podcast. I mean, that's, I love it. It's so awesome. <laughs> I just, I just, I just looked over in the uh, in the chat from Facebook, and someone goes, "He sounds very stoned." I've often wondered that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it works for me. Um, you know, I, he gets like fifty thousand downloads an episode. That's amazing. It's amazing. Like it's the most nonsensical podcast that is huge. So, all right. So that's, that's the sleep with me podcast. And I'll have to, I'll have to let, uh, Drew know that cool. I totally plug his podcast. Um, all right. Uh, and he's, he's super nice and he also likes fish. In the Do you know him? Have you met him? Yeah. I've had him on the podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. I missed um, that one. Yeah. No, he's re- really so nice. He's a, he's a really nice guy. All right. So, um, and I've also been listening to more meditation music at night. Um, I recently went, uh, premium on insight timer. Um, so they have a lot more content, um, which is like five bucks a month. Uh, and so that's been really, really nice. Um, I'm doing that while journaling. Cool. Um, Sheila asks, are you serious? I'm looking at the, the chat. Um, it all depends on what you're asking that about. 
There's a little delay from what I'm talking to when they're hearing around. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. Um, all right. So let's see. Uh, medicate or med- meditation. Um, oh, so uh, the 9.15 tuck time. So um, <laughs> as I mentioned earlier that, that my wife and I would sleep in seven bedrooms. But she likes a good, a good solid tuck, right? She likes to get me like, like snuggled into her blanket. And so I kind of wrap it around. And, and so uh, she, she constantly to do that. So that means I have a, an accountability to be upstairs by 915. Um, so that means I've got to be, I got everything shut down, right? And it helps me to not get, you know, while I may get into one more thing I just, it's still possible. The space between like, her room and my room, there's just a lot less stuff to get distracted by and to get pulled into. So, mm-hmm. so that is helpful. Um, I also mentioned having uh, on my list here, having key times. So at 9.15 is my target time to be upstairs by. Okay. If I miss that on-ramp, 9.45 is then my next target time to be upstairs by. Wow, you leave yourself a whole half an hour in wiggle room. I do. Cool. Right? Because it's like, I know, so if, if I missed it by five minutes, it's probably because, like, I'm stuck doing something, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's a, to me, it's a, it's a realistic, reasonable amount of time. Because um, my ideal time to have my lights out is 1030. Okay. Okay. So like, that gives me enough of an on-ramp, enough of, a, of a, like a, an extended sort of landing strip, uh, if you will, to do everything I need to do um, to get the lights out at that time. Cool. All right. Uh, I mentioned the Sunday calendar meetings I have with my wife. Yep. Um, I mentioned adding the, uh, the uh, what time I'm going to be home on my calendar and doing that with my wife. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Brianna, my, my uh, assistant here, who uh, yesterday, she was, my, she was my hero. I was totally like, because I was here, I got here at, at a little bit before 11 a.m. And I had, my, I had three groups uh, yesterday. And in between each group, I was just like, kind of fear, like, uh, now I feel like I got my inner Drew uh, Ackerman. I'm just mumbling and going. <laughs> my, my creaky dulcet tones are uh, uh, <laughs> rambling, and uh, I can totally do an imitation podcast. All right. So um, now, what was I about? I to could say? do one. I could call it "Sleep with B." <laughs> <laughs> Sleep with ADHD. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I was. Because my brain had been totally on for like nine hours, I think, eight or nine hours, like without mm-hmm. taking it, with, with no time during the day to just stare at the wall. I really like, I, I cherish my staring at the wall time, like on my breaks. Like it's really important to me. Um, and so I basically said to her, I'm like, I'm not feeling the pull. I have to be doing more. I got to be doing more. I'm like, I need an intervention. Help me leave. <laughs> <laughs> And she did. So, uh, so that was wonderful. Uh, so cool. having a, uh, um, her here full time, um, and trying our, our target goal. So for us to both be walking out the door at six thirty. um, we, we have a little bit of work to do on that because it's, it keeps sneaking a little bit towards seven. Um, mm-hmm. but, but it's helping, which is, do you have set- alarms or anything going off? Um, not so much, but we, um, I mean, it's on my calendar and I, 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 I go more to my calendar than I do alarms. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's helpful to have someone that is, uh, there to be like, Hey, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I use a sleep mask when I sleep. Cool. Yep. Uh, of room darkening shades. Okay. I mentioned, uh, leaving a work incomplete. 
And then I want, there's something I want to talk about with the app sleep cycle. Cause I've been talking about this app for years. I've been using it for years is in sleep cycle. And this might be a premium feature. And if it is, it's worth it. There is a feature where you can add uh, sleep notes and the way yep. sleep notes works is you, you can um, basically add different things that right before you set your alarm, the screen pops up that, that you just select certain things that you've already indicated. So like on mine, let me, let me pull mine up. Because what this allows you to do is to be able to see what are the things that you're doing during your day that are having either a positive or negative impact on your sleep, which is super helpful, right? Um, So, like, since I started journaling, um, on the nights that I journal, it says that I had a 9% uh, increased sleep quality. Um, On the nights I get my lights out by uh, 1045, um, it's a 7% sleep quality. Now, here's... Two things that I'm finding that I'm very interested in, and I just actually added a data point to see if it's how it's collecting the data or if there's something to this. So I have two different things about caffeine. I have um, caffeine after 11 a.m. and uh, then I have another one for a second cup of a caffeinated beverage. Mm-hmm. Okay. So caffeine after 11 a.m. says a 7% improvement in sleep. Okay. All right. And then a second uh, cup of caffeinated beverage is a uh, is a five percent. So what I would need, what I just added this morning, is uh, the opposite of that. So did not have a second cup, and then mm-hmm. same thing for like the journaling because I'm adding. I'm saying that I'm doing it, but is it a factoring it when I don't select it? Like I'm not sure, and I'm going to find that out if it has the. So it should, ha- in theory, I think have the same negative correlate. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. It makes yeah. it sort of makes sense in my brain. So I'm, so I love I just, it that I bring up D and D, and you're like, "You're such a nerd," <laughs> and here you are, like, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Um, so I, you know, I, I track whether I meditated. Um, I track um, if I was uh, home uh, uh, before Gibson went to bed, my son. Um, I was, if I was home before Sarah went to bed. Um, you know, so I'm tracking all these things. And so I was doing, um, I was looking at like, my overall, so I've been tracking my sleep for, let's see. Um, I know I could have, or just have the total days. I mean, it's like, it's gotta be years. It is. Yeah. It's, it's been like a possibly close to 2000 days. Um, yeah, I know I've seen that data point somewhere. So anyways, um, in cause you've last, been doing it as long as I've known you and we've known each other yeah. for like three or four years at this point. So so in the last week, my, my average uh, um, sleep quality is 80%. Um, nice. But if I go overall, so since I've been uh, tracking it, it's 74%, um, which is also shows to be on par with uh, the United States at 74%. Um, mm-hmm. But man, Saudi Arabia is at 61%. What's going on Ooh. over there? Too much mint toothpaste. I, what? <laughs> I, we've had this conversation. Yes, where how does that connect sleep? to Saudi Arabia? Because they're not sleeping well. Oh, because they're having they're, mint toothpaste. Okay, yeah, all right. Some bubblegum toothpaste. That's the way to go. It's less stimulating. <laughs> so yeah, it, so I just I love how it gives you the the, the uh, all the, the data, and you can get all these um, uh, final. What are the things that are impacting uh, your sleep? Um, so I find that very helpful. And the thing that, that if you're not using this app, the thing that I actually find most helpful um, about this app is the, the way the alarm feature works. Uh, the alarm feature is, has a, it's called the intelligent alarm uh, function. Or instead of it just waking you up at 6.30, because I have my alarm set for 6.30 a.m., 
it'll wake you up within a 20 minute window of 630, depending on what phase of sleep you're in. Because if you're if you're in a deep phase of sleep and your alarm goes off, it's going to feel like you get hit by a truck. Yeah. Right? And like for me, I would be groggy for hours, you know, or just like uh, like being alive hurts right now until like noon. Right. And then <laughs> uh, like, oh, my brain finally wakes up. And then I, at like nine, I really feel awake. Right. And it's. And since I started using this app, it's like I can actually somewhat hold a conversation even before coffee and stimulants. Somewhat. Cool. No, no, now, bi- no big conversations. What's the sensor? Is it the phone? Is there something that, that it, it's Bluetoothing with? So uh, the accelerometer is the one that I use. Um, um, they recommend using the microphone. The reason I don't use the microphone is because I sleep. Oh, I forgot this one. I sleep with a uh, a sound machine, like a um, one of those things you, you see at like a therapist's office or a mm-hmm. doctor's office. Um, so it, it doesn't really work. The, the microphone piece doesn't really work because of that. Um, so I sleep with it under my bed. I uh, I always put my phone into um, uh, airplane mode. Um, you know, do those signals like you know do weird things to your brain. Maybe I don't know. I'm not gonna take a chance. I'm gonna turn. The, I'm gonna turn it off. Mm. So, so the phone is in the bed with you. Yes, yes. Under the pillow. Yes, under the pillow. And and I have one of the things I haven't considering. And I haven't uh, pulled the trigger on it yet because I have to find out if this can integrate with this app and if there's an, an intelligent alarm function. Is there's this? Uh, oh, I always forget what it's called. It's um, Aura. I think I mean it's this a ring. It's a. It's like a, instead of like a Fitbit on your wrist. It's an actual mm-hmm. ring that then syncs with your phone. So I was thinking mm-hmm. if I can have this ring and then if I got a, um, like an Amazon echo, right? So mm-hmm. I can have my podcast or the music, whatever that I want to listen to, to go to sleep. Right. Um, and I can have the sleep tracking. If it could wake me mm-hmm. up at the same way the sleep cycle does, I would, I would not have the phone in my room. There you go. So I'm, I got to find out a little bit more information about that. Then you got to make a podcast called Wake With Me that starts real calm and gets more and more excited as time goes by. That lasts for about a half an hour. So you hit that waking moment appropriately. That's, that's good. I like that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what would like the opposite of creaky dulcet tones be. Um, I don't know. Let's see if, I don't let's, let's see if we can wordplay this fast enough. Uh, creaky. It would be smooth. Dulcet, I don't know, high-pitched tones. Yeah, so I'm so <laughs> glad that you woke up. So, uh, You're going to have wait, the best wait. day ever. So, it's like Mickey Mouse. So I just got, I just got real blurry. Oh, <laughs> refocus. I broke reality. The voice was so bad. I, it's apparently, it's, oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, uh, squeaky, sort of uh, squeaky, squeaky... What, what's what's the other part for dulcet squeaky dulcet uh, yeah because dulcet's kind of like deep right i was an english teacher i should know what the word dulcet means i do i just don't know how to define it like i can't what does dulcet mean dulcet means especially of sound sweet and soothing often used ironically all right very helpful okay Thanks, so sweet and soothing so it's got to be but creaky right so it's got to be smooth but not soothing I think it's almost more alerting. So it's like an angry Barry White. <laughs> Get up out of bed right now. <laughs> you don't want to sit here and lay down and ruin the rest of your day, do you? It's totally the way to go. Yep, there we go. That's the podcast right there. 
<laughs> That's the intro. <laughs> <laughs> this is Harry Frights with. <laughs> We should cue the banjos because um, we're, we're, we're now going on meandering tangents. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's how my sleep has been doing. And, you know, so I have this list of 24 things and there were a couple other things that didn't even make it to the list. And, and the thing that, you know, one of the actual things I wanted to say, too, is that, you know, we've talked about how I struggle with writing. Right. Mm-hmm. So this weird thing's been happening since I've been sleeping. And I write. I've been finding I've been enjoying it. Mm-hmm. It's probably because I can string thoughts together. Yeah. You're also getting practice at that with your journaling. I, yeah. I, I was thinking that was probably has something to do with it as well. You know, so you know, I wanted to share this, um, you know, for one to give myself a big, big pat on the back because yeah. man, have I been working hard it, on getting to bed. And it was interesting for me reading it. Right. Because I was like, Oh yeah, I do that. I do that. I, and it was all stuff. I don't even think about it. Like, it's not like, it's not as deliberate as it is for you. I'm like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't even read nonfiction when I go to bed. I only read fiction because mm. nonfiction wakes you up. Right. And I came across that at some point and was like, oh yeah, it does that to me too. Okay, cool. Um, and my, like the way I sort of wall off my evenings and all that kind of stuff, that's all in here. And I just didn't, like, and it, all of that stuff grew out of when the boys were born mm. and me walling off their sleep and their time. Cause I'm a big, like sleep time should be peaceful and quiet and you should feel safe. And that's, and so when we had the kids, I made a big focus on that for them and it sort of expanded into the rest of our household. Yeah. So, you know, if, if I can make improvements on my sleep. You can too. I mean, this has been such a struggle for me for, for my entire adult life. Um, I'm not out of the woods yet either. Like I, I know this is still effortful. Um, but I, if I were to look at all the things on, on that we talked about uh, today, um, I think that the, the, the meditation and the warm showers are the, the things that have the help the most. Okay. Right. Cause the warm shower is that sort of like you have to just be under the water and there's nothing else you could really do, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I would recommend those things and, and try different things and experiment. Just keep experimenting. It is worth trying, right? I, I, so the whole idea that like, oh, we're just not good sleepers. Like, I, you know, that's, that's convenient, I think. You know, and there's, sure. there's, there's reasons that, that maybe we have more difficulties with, you know, with um, sleep hygiene, but man, when we can get it down, it makes everything so much easier. So, um, you know, keep working on your sleep because it really is, uh, um, you guys all know that how much I love the book, the one thing it is the one thing that we could do such by doing it makes everything else easier or, uh, potentially unnecessary. So, um, if you have something that helps with your sleep, post a comment on this, uh, on this episode's, uh, show notes, um, which will be, uh, ADHDrewired.com slash whatever episode number this is. <laughs> you know one of these days i'll like have my content calendar all like planned out and i will like know this in advance i, I have known on occasion like it's always fun when i do um but we're going to be working on that so um brendan thanks for thanks for doing this with me this was uh it was fun to be able to report yeah. that that i've been doing well asleep yeah and not no, perfect I'm glad. not perfect and i want that's i think perfect that's the point too i wanted to, to mention is like 
I, I, I had a night last uh, last week where it was like twelve thirty, right? Like, and the what the most important thing was was I, I got back on track the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I started this with like my sleep went off the rails and I'm fixing it. So I'm with you. All right. Well, cool. thanks so much, and uh, we will catch you next time. All right. Awesome. Have a good day. This is Eric Tivers. Thank you for listening and congratulations for making it to the end. ADHD Rewired is more than just a podcast. We are a community focused on learning, growing, and connection. The website is ADHDrewired.com. You can find summaries and additional resources for each episode. You can apply to our free and secret Facebook community. You can learn more about ADHD Rewired's intensive online video-based coaching and accountability groups and sign up for my email newsletter to get exclusive content you won't get anywhere else. It's all at ADHDrewired.com. While you're there, click the Patreon button. If you're a regular listener and you're still listening to my voice, Consider making a monthly contribution by becoming a patron through our Patreon page. If you are able to financially support my work, it would mean a lot. This show is free to listeners, but it is not free to produce. And patrons get really cool perks. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Tibbers. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash ADHD Rewired. If you're a coach, therapist, or related professional, connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash Eric Tibbers. You can also subscribe to ADHD Rewired on YouTube. And you can subscribe to ADHD Rewired on YouTube and see select interviews and some other videos I've posted. Podcasts change lives. You can make a difference in someone's life by spreading the word about this podcast. Mention it in your online communities on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, or wherever you hang out online. And be sure to share it with your friends and your family and your clients, as well as your coaches, therapists, and doctors. And if you're a coach, therapist, doctor, or ADHD support group leader, and you would like a pack of podcast postcards to hand out, you can request those at my website, ADHDrewired.com. And if you're a member of Chad or any other ADHD support group, please be sure to tell them about this podcast. You can even show them how to download it on their phone. You know, you might be the person that turns somebody on to a podcast for the very first time. And if you really love this episode, please consider hitting share on your podcast player. I'm only one person and I count on you to help me spread the message. One of the biggest things that you can do to support this podcast and to help other people discover it is to leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, or any other podcast app that accepts ratings and reviews. And don't forget to hit subscribe on this podcast on your podcast app so new episodes are automatically pushed to your favorite podcast app. Looking for more ways to listen and learn? Get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash ADHD Rewired. Not sure where to start? In no particular order. Check out Atomic Habits by James Clear, The Body Keeps Score by Bessel van der Kolk, 10% Happier, and Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics. These are both by Dan Harris. Change Your Questions and Change Your Life by Marilee G. Adams. The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. Procrastinate on Purpose by Rory Vaden. The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. Do you have trouble asking for help? Listen to The Art of Asking by Amanda Palmer. It's one of the best produced audiobooks I've ever heard. If you're looking for something a little bit more, say, 
magical, I unexpectedly fell in love with the Harry Potter series. And I don't usually listen to those kinds of books. And I loved it. And of course, if you haven't yet boarded the Brene Brown bus yet, check out Brene Brown's books, starting with The Gifts of Imperfection, Daring Greatly, Rising Strong, The Power of Vulnerability, And if you're an entrepreneur or a leader in any capacity, check out her 2018 book, Dare to Lead. And Brene still is my most wanted guest. So if you know Brene, you would be so kind to make that connection for me. I would be really, really grateful. You know who else I would like to have on the show? You. Click the podcast tab at ADHDrewired.com and then click the Be a Guest button at the top of that page and schedule a 15-minute pre-interview. This is Eric Tiggers reminding you to keep learning, keep growing, and keep connecting. Self-care is not selfish, and no matter what gets done or doesn't get done, at the end of the day, you are still enough. And no matter how hard it feels, we can do hard things. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next week.